Hello and welcome back to another episode of Ends With Z, this time in 2023. Happy New Year, you two. Happy New Happy Year. Happy New Year. And I'm still trying to focus on what we're about to talk today because the, the pre-production yeah. conversations were hilarious, but anyhow, hilarious, that's for another time. hot, fun, <laughs> and we'll eventually get to that. Yes, so, um, it's all about sex, mm-hmm. but not today. Today is all about... A new a year, new- a new us, a mm-hmm. third year for Ends With Z, which is so really proud. fantastic. Third calendar year. Can you believe it? So we have uh, executive producer Sean Moe with us, Cecil Munoz, of course, and I'm Juan Fernandez. And uh, so excited to uh, be back. And we're fired up for a, a new year. Yes. And some great, great, great topics. We're having guests this yes. year. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm all for it. But was it actually a really happy new year celebration for all of us? For me, it was really quiet. I... Mm-hmm. It was re- raining in LA, yeah. which it feels like yeah. it hasn't stopped raining, although it's not raining today, but it's supposed New to start tomorrow. New Year's Eve was raining so hard Cats in LA, and so dogs. staying at home wasn't a, a hard option for you, right? No, it wasn't. I wish I would have done, been able to do something. I usually have friends that I mm-hmm. love, like family, who, who we all know, of course, we're all friends together, mm-hmm. who come and stay with me, but they right. didn't make the trip this year because... Um, well, it's a good there thing. was a parent that was that yeah. was ill and they couldn't come. Well, and they probably would have been stranded. They anyway. would have. Mm-hmm. They would have. Traveling the whole Southwest, um, yeah, flight debacle. Yeah, season, it was crazy. And you know, also for me, it. Um, and I'm glad we're talking about this in yeah. the podcast today. I have had to be exceptionally mindful through the holidays okay. mm-hmm. to choose my thoughts very carefully, to choose my thoughts to be happy, to choose my thoughts not to be sad. But um, didn't we talk about that? We talked about that guilt, right? Yeah. About having to feel happy during Christmas and the holidays. Why, it was why did so you, helpful. It was difficult for you? Well, why, why did it? Because... Because life happens. Because yeah. as yeah. much mindfulness that we can bring, it is still an exercise. It is no still kidding. a muscle that you have to flex every day. We have to, and that's why it's important to have the awareness, to have a community that you can talk to, to to have people in in our lives like you and like you guys are to me yeah. that that I can talk about these things. Because when I saw things coming up, I I was able to look at it and then address it and then not react to it. Yeah. So for New Year's Eve, because I was at home and and my dear 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 friend Sari who I would have probably done something with mm-hmm. took herself to Paris and she's still in Paris mm. uh, and I don't know if she's actually coming back but she's having a hell of a time <laughs> um, so I didn't get to see her um, but I have beautiful champagne very expensive champagne that I love and I um, I treated myself it was really only half a glass because that's all I can drink but, <laughs> oh, but I felt like I was living on the wild side um, but it was nice and, and I and I and I told myself I am the luckiest girl alive to be able to be in this right. home and mm-hmm. to be here and to be able to sip my favorite mm-hmm. champagne and think about all the endless opportunities. Right. And that's the key, right? To set that intention. Mm-hmm. You told yourself, yes. I'm the luckiest girl in the world. And that really does make a difference. I think your brain, your body reacts to yeah. it. And so what if it was only half a glass of champagne? <laughs> you know? I'll open up a cheap bottle of wine on those rare occasions and I feel fancier just sitting on the couch, just <laughs> swirling the wine around. Oh, that's right. I may or not may not finish it, but I'm treating myself. Yeah. So I'm glad you did that. How were your holidays, Sean? I know you were out of town visiting family. Uh, they were okay. I've had better. Um, just full of challenges with I'm sorry. A, the weather was brutal. It I was, know you were in Kentucky. I, I remember I called you. A lot of snow, you. right? Well, yeah. not just the snow, the sub-zero temperatures. Oh I haven't God. experienced temperatures like that since my Chicago days. How cold was it? It was, I mean, the low at night, a few nights was negative 
15. Oh, my god. And gosh. that was the actual temperature, not oh the... God. I've never been show. in a situation that cold. Even up in Big Bear, I don't think it's been that cold. Yeah. I was in negative 13. I was there on a business trip in 2013. It was, it was in Toronto, Canada in March. Uh-huh. Beginning of March, it was when I owned the, the mining and construction company as well. And I remember I walked out. And within two blocks, first of all, your phones don't work. So forget about right. MapQuest mm-hmm. trying to get to where you're going. Second of all, my whole face froze up and I thought, wow, this is what it must feel like to have Botox all over your face. Right. I couldn't speak because my face couldn't move. It was awful. Yeah, you can't Ooh. be outside with bare skin very yeah. long at those temperatures. Mm-hmm. It's not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get frostbite. Yeah, it was... in. Those of us in California, we don't think about that. So you're dealing with the weather and and what else? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, because of the weather and, um, you know, it got really icy and Mm -hmm. snowy right before Christmas. So we Mm -hmm. didn't even get to get together as a family for Christmas dinner. So I didn't really see much of my family this whole the whole trip. Um, So, you know, it just didn't feel like Christmas. And then my uh, my sister's having some major health issues. So it's just it wasn't very merry to say mm-hmm. the least. And you know, a lot of people are in that boat. It's not always merry and, you know, Christmas and trees and yeah. Santa Claus and, and happiness. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sorry to hear that, Sean. In my case, you know, I, I left um, already kind of prepared. You know, we, we led into this this podcast and into the end of the year with so many tools to mm-hmm. handle relatives and handle this and that. And um, I remember reaching out to Cecile a couple of times, like, I'm doing okay, I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. And then next you know, day I'm bubbling, I'm bubbling, and then I'm festering, I'm festering. <laughs> and eventually I did snap a couple of times um, at my mom, and um, I'm okay with that now. Yeah, of you course. know, I mean, I was okay You're with human. it because you know what's interesting? We were talking about how, how setting an intention makes a difference in your body. By me holding it in, I, I wear an Apple Watch, I could see my, my heartbeats mm-hmm. um, increase. And I knew that that was not good, um, especially with what you way. went through, Juan. Right, exactly. With my with my surgery um, earlier, well, last year, not earlier this year, but last year. So um, I, I just had to let it go, and and I did what I had to do. Um, regardless, it was still a good trip, mm-hmm. um, but I was so glad to get back. It was wonderful to see my nephews. We spent oh, a lot of time with my yeah. sister, which was fantastic. And, you know, you, you do with what you, you do. I have an aunt also that has having health issues. She's 92 years old, mm-hmm. so I had to help her with things. And just to see someone who was such a, a bright part of your life growing up, she gave me the, the love of travel. Oh, because she doesn't have children. She doesn't have any children. Yeah. So I was, and my sister was, kind of her kids. You know, we would mm-hmm. get the, the nicest Christmas gift from Santa was financed by her. because <laughs> you know, She was really Santa's was. bank. <laughs> exactly. She was... Santa's bank. So to see somebody who has trouble speaking sometimes that kind of like, um, you know, just disappears for a minute mentally and then comes oh. back. It, it's difficult, mm-hmm. um, but I need to be strong for her. And I feel yes. like I'm kind of taking her, her guardianship role as well. And it's hard being long distance. But you know what? Uh, regardless, she's she's doing OK. And I was so glad to come back. Um I, on the other hand, my, my partner and I go out uh, on New Year's Eve. We, we braved the elements. We went downtown to a club where we had friends that were, were getting together for New Year's Eve. And I really needed it. I needed the escape. Mm. I needed that I'm back with my tribe. I'm back with Aww. my people. I'm celebrating a new year. Um, so I'm glad I came back a little early to celebrate New Year's here. So, so you had a good time. New Year's I had a good time. I had a good time New Year's Eve. Good. And then the next day was just relaxing and resting. And then 
before you know it, here we are, you know, almost midway through January, I, which is kind of I, hard to believe, right? Yeah. I, wow. I can't believe that. And, you know, I, I know that I told you guys yeah. that I've said it many times that I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. I believe if you want to change something in your life, you just That's change true. it. However. <laughs> oh. <laughs> however, uh-huh. comma. I I gave that a lot of thought, and that's a good thing about embracing being alone, okay. uh, embracing the opportunity to really think through your life, and especially those of us who have really busy lives, which is mm-hmm. pretty much just about everybody on the right. planet. Because but life when you're is alone, hard. you have more time to just think yeah. it over. Yeah. Right? So so instead of uh, spending the energy on on what I don't have and and the sadness and all of that, I thought. Uh-huh. Well, why do people make New Year's resolutions? Why is that important? Well, because we all, I think we all as human beings need things to end so that other things can begin. Right. And if it's a date on a calendar, it's a good Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, time is fleeting for all of us. Exactly. So we do kind of see the end of a year as a good time to reset or recharge or whatever you want to call it. To end that chapter and move on to a new one. And a lot of the reading that, that we did together in Mm -hmm. preparation for this podcast about, you know, relaunching a new year, setting your new focus. One of the things that I think resonated the most about what uh, a uh, New Year's resolution mm-hmm. is when you distill it all down to it is it's a goal, but then it should be perhaps a goal and an intention. It doesn't always have to be goal because goals to me resonate because I'm so action oriented and task oriented yeah and i and yeah and i'm a doer and i need to cross that off and and sometimes adding more things on my to-do list is not the best thing for me to do Mm -hmm. so when i was reading about that sometimes it's just good to have intentions different intentions and i thought that was a really interesting way of saying here's where i'm going to focus my i'm going to have a mental awareness of that It's something, one of the, the articles that Sean gave us, um, which you're describing mm-hmm. sounds like the fresh start effect, mm-hmm. which is the desire to set goals that often comes at the heels of a of the start of a new week, a month, a year, a semester, mm-hmm. or a birthday. I know this this month, for example, um, just last week, my intention was to start the gym again mm-hmm. this past Monday. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're now, you know, several days past that. And I was mentioning it to a coworker. I'm like, I just, you know, I was, I was really, in, you know, I set that intention. I was going to do it. And here we are almost two weeks into the year and I haven't um, gone to the gym. And, you know, it's again, it's that fresh start effect. It's a new mm-hmm. week. So it doesn't have to be a new end of a year. It can be anything, right? I'm going to start the better diet on Monday. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And something that she told me that stuck with me even today. She's like, you know what, Juan, be kind to yourself. Exactly. It's okay. It's okay that you didn't... Um, get to the gym go next week go when you can and forget about it so and, how am how am i applying yeah. that that intention to goal uh-huh. for me is how, so how you, you guys know that i i lost my dance partner so i'm not doing the competitions i didn't do the competitions in the fourth quarter that i wanted which was really hard for me i haven't found a new dance mm-hmm. partner so i'm very clear on what i want my goals to be my my ultimate goal is to do uh blackpool uh, in London. What is Blackpool? Blackpool is the original ballroom competition. It's what you see on all the movies, all the Jennifer Lopez movies. Like strictly ballroom? Is that like that movie Strictly Ballroom? Uh, yes. Which I think so was a, an was English Australia. movie. That that was that was at about an Australian competition. Oh, okay. But okay. everybody, that's the culmination of all worldwide competitions. That's where everybody wow. goes. Blackpool. Blackpool. And um, up until recently, it was only for professional level, not pro am what I do, which is professional right. and an amateur. 
That opened up, I think, five or six That's years ago. That's quite a goal, Cecile, really. It is. all the way to Blackpool. I'm sorry? By when is all this happening? Well, Blackpool, this Blackpool happens every May. And my goal was to do it <laughs> oh my three years ago, right after I started, because, you know, I was winning and winning. Mm-hmm. But it's you have to really be on point to do this. And and so, I although that is my ultimate goal, mm-hmm. when January hit, and I still don't have a dance partner, I right. haven't danced competitively since September. Sean and I are unavailable for that role. <laughs> Unfortunately, so, um, you fill a lot of roles yeah, in my life, yeah, but that one, even yeah. though you guys are fabulous dancers, as a side note. <laughs> but... Um, so here's why I applied my intent because the pressure of me not achieving a goal that I am so passionate about mm-hmm. is very painful. I said, well, I'm at the dance studio every day. I mm-hmm. still do salsa and other things. I still compete with Raul in salsa right. and hustle. Mm-hmm. So I thought, why don't I focus my intent of being so present when I dance? In each class. In each class moment, and huh? think about one thing in each class that I do that I'm going to focus on to do better. Have you been doing that in the so first I, two weeks of the I year? I started doing that this week. Okay. And let me tell you. You've noticed a difference? The biggest difference that I noticed is for me to say to myself, oh my God, I know a lot. I have learned so much. Wow, I can't believe it. I can do a, a quadruple turn. Okay. Mm-hmm. But before, because I was so focused on my goal and the fact that I wasn't getting there because another day happened and I didn't have a new partner, that I was missing out. First so of you were all, focusing on what you didn't have versus what you already had in your I toolbox, was focusing right? on what do I need to do to get to the goal when I didn't realize that I was doing a lot of what's going to get me to the goal right. whenever that is. And maybe you just have to shift yeah. your thought of what the goal actually is, one in your case yeah. and in your case. Maybe the goal now isn't to get to, to Blackpool, but to be good enough to win Blackpool. In mm, order to do that, I like that, Sean. These, these are the steps you would have to take either way if you were trying to get there or if you want to just be good enough to get there. Which, you know what? You just put the end of this of, of the, the beautiful end to the sentence that I'm telling myself. What I'm when I'm what mm-hmm. I'm realizing is that I've learned so much and I'm and I'm getting so much better, right? Mm-hmm. And so add to that so that I could win if I get to Blackpool, whenever that is, if that ever happens. And Juan, you said your goal was to go to the gym, but is your ultimate goal to have a healthier lifestyle. healthier life um uh, get back into it mm-hmm. uh, maybe on the regular of, yeah instead of thinking the gym is the goal yeah. it's the fitness and you can do right. that from home anywhere so figure yeah. out something instead of beating yourself up oh i didn't get to the gym yeah. this week do something at home just stretch start with something small and that tangible. makes sense and i did it during the pandemic i would bring up yeah. youtube videos on the tv all the time and use a resistance band to do something so in my living why room. that was another thing you're right i'm glad you're right. we're bringing up because i don't think we should forget all of the things that we've learned over the last three and a half yeah. years yes yeah because things are better it's like those are were life lessons that can still be applied today especially in certain situations. Mm-hmm. So don't forget all of the knowledge we just learned. You learned you could be fit at home. Be fit at home and yeah. then go to the gym when it fits into your schedule better. There's the, the, the common denominator we have. You already had those tools, you said, and, and as he's saying, I already know what I need to do. Yes. So exactly. I, I think our work is done here, uh, everybody. <laughs> Sean, thank you so much. For, you know, putting for figuring bow. that out. But, you know, it's interesting, Juan. The, st- statistically, um, because there's multiple uh-huh. organizations that do this, that, that um, pool Americans to what are the top 
um, what are the top resolutions people make right, every year? Right. And the number one was uh, health, a healthier life, yep. which comprised number yep. one was uh, exercising more, eating better. So they just combined mm-hmm. it to mean a healthier life was was the number one. Number four was to spend more time with with family. And I thought this was very interesting. Nineteen was reducing stress at work, mm-hmm. which if you do one and four. Right. Mm-hmm. If you exercise, if you're healthier, if you have a better mental state, mm-hmm. guess what? You will create and you create boundaries right. for yourself. You and, and you will reduce your your stress at work because right. you'll arrive happier and healthier. Yeah. Um, so I, I just thought it was it was really interesting. I also thought about another thing, which is what we're talking about here. Uh, uh, another intent that I will have about how I. I change things or I add things. Because it's not just about changing. It's about adding, adding things into to my it. life. Mm-hmm. And that's consistently focusing on on the positive approach. But yet allowing myself to be mad. Like you. You allowed yourself to have that little mini blow up with your mom. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? She was okay with it too, I think. You know, I, I did say to her, you know what? We just have a problem communicating. And, and I think she kind of saw that. She <laughs> kind of saw that we just sometimes have troubles um reaching the same level and, and um <laughs> i think that did work so yeah the other one that i'm gonna apply for myself yeah. is i i you know i want to think about it in ways that that are simple and that i can use it and and i call i'm calling it say it and do it do it as secondary but say it mm-hmm. walk the walk and talk the talk right but say it is actually speak up you know i take on so much um and I, especially people that I love or people mm-hmm. that are my inner circle, that I allow people to to do things and I, and I excuse them because I understand their life and I understand their upbringing and I give them a lot of space and grace to do certain things. Do you consider that giving them a pass or are you a little more compassionate? Giving them a it? pass. I'm giving them a lot of passes because I'm a very compassionate person. Okay. So It goes hand in hand. Part of saying it is for me to find a way to say... I'm going to let you go now. Um, I I hear that you're really upset and you're arguing with your boyfriend, your cat, whatever. <laughs> but I've had a really tough day myself and I just don't have the energy. Put yourself first. Yeah. yeah. And say it or say, you know, you're really upset at me, but I haven't even said anything yet. So I don't know where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. If you need to take a moment, we can talk later. That's okay. Or even saying something to the lady at the grocery store when I've been waiting in line for a long time who has three things. She says, I just need to ask a question and then proceeds to take five minutes right, with the, with the mm-hmm. teller or I've the register person yeah. to do that, to say, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm in a, in a, a hurry, hurry too. too. Yeah. No. And I, and I, and I, and there's nothing wrong with there's that. There's nothing so, wrong with that. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's why I just say, say it. Give yourself yeah. permission to be that way. John Mayer has the songs "Say What You Need to Say," and you really need to say it; otherwise, it will it will eat up at you. Yes, and it will turn you into a different person. If yes, you there you go. Which I I am committed and I am proud of what I've gone through in life that I have not allowed it to fundamentally change me because, of course, it has changed me. And this came about without going into details. Okay. Um, that I walked into my office on New Year's Eve, mm. uh, New Year's Day, thinking I was going to be there by myself. And uh, my ex-husband was there with, come to find out, his new future wife. Okay. And that was very challenging for me. To start the year 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Above all else, right? Yeah. Yes. To, to start the year with that in front of me after I had just gone through New Year's Eve with a lot of focused energy of being uh-huh. about being happy and champagne. And <laughs> all that. The universe has a sense of humor. Like, okay, <laughs> we're a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a nice way to put it, <laughs> Sean. And I, and I like that. I'm going to take that, that it was a sense of humor. And, and I said in French some things that I needed to say at that moment. And I was going to... To yourself or out loud? Out loud. Okay. Um, and, and I think your ex speaks French too, right? Yes. So he knows... He understands. <laughs> he knows where it's <laughs> <laughs> and it was very calm, right? And I, uh, I was going to run out of there really upset. And I thought, no. Uh, why? Mm-hmm. No. I said what I needed to say. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stay in, in the positive. I'm going to enjoy my beautiful office and I'm going to enjoy the work that I'm doing. Uh, but it was like hitting a brick wall sure. with no bounce and realizing no that bounce. I didn't have to hit that brick wall again. So that's my my tool. Uh, but you made tool. the intention again. And we kind of started this podcast with intention and mm-hmm. intent. And I think that's a, you know, a, a recurring theme in, in all our lives and everybody's lives. Yeah. So that's my uh, one of my new New Year's resolutions nice. is just say it. I didn't really put forth other than, yeah, just get back to it. Just because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you go away from your, your hometown, you go away from your your friends and, and, and close uh, family, your partner, and then you're you're thrown into another situation like I need to come back and kind of reset. So for me, it's more of a reset. Get mm-hmm. back to what I was doing before. That's great. And what about you, Sean? Well, I, I kind of agree with you. I was kind of ready for the holidays to be over yeah. and get back. Um, luckily, I, I left before all of the holiday worries right. with travel and cancellations. And I had a couple of delays, but nothing major. And I made it back before New Year's. And the day that I got back, I get rear-ended. <sighs> so it's like <sighs> my 2022 didn't go out. You know, with the mm. bang. Well, I guess it did. Literally. <laughs> but now you're, dealing, now you're dealing with yet something else, which right. Really I'm starting a new year with yeah. a whole list of issues and injuries, and I'm sorry, it's just Sean. one more thing to add to the list. But are you okay? You're okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm working through it. So okay. Okay. you know, I, I'll be fine eventually. But it's just you know, like I said, one more thing to deal mm. with. Um, but. What you have to do or what I have, the way I'm trying to get through it is just apply all of the knowledge that I, I've learned through my lifetime about yeah. how to handle an accident and how to care for yourself and um, just apply everything that we've learned from Dr. Silen Paris. Or John, yes. Uh, yes. Because, you know, those lessons we have, can apply in, in every situation yeah. and things are always going to come up. Like my mother says, there's always something. Yeah. And the only way to, to get through it is to apply what you learn. And to get through it. And get and right. keep pushing forward. Like like you say, keep moving, keep it moving. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, the, the, the real lesson is to remember that it's in the little things the, that'll help you chip away at mm-hmm. the big things mm-hmm. and that the answers are around us, the people are around us. And yes, it does take work to build great friendships and true friendships but Mm -hmm. that's work that you can do every day so that you can have the love around you and 
when these horrible things happen that whether you ask them for I know I've asked you a thousand times what can I do I know I was calling you every day probably to the point you were saying Cecilia you can stop calling me right <laughs> I mean I think the day that you told me you're going to the to urgent care I called you like 37 times but um I would hope that just in knowing in the back of your mind that you know if something happens she's here right mm -hmm. she, she's here we were talking about elder care before the podcast yeah. and mm -hmm. and because both of you are dealing with that my parents have passed and and uh, power of attorney and Juan you said you know Cecile you're that for me just yeah. knowing that I'm sure that gives you a peace of mind yeah, in the whether back of you're your not mind. in front of somebody or not just yes. knowing that you're not alone is, yes. is something that um, which is interesting I'm in Florida with family and still I felt more alone than I that I am when the plane lands here and I could see the the the, the skyline of Los Angeles. I'm just so relieved. I'm like I'm home. Mm -hmm. You know. And so so finding ways to apply all the things that we learn and that mm -hmm. we'll continue to learn mm -hmm. and and realize that you're not going at it alone. That's a lot. That's a lot to to have to unpack uh, at the at mm -hmm. the end and the beginning of the year. So I think that that's why it's even more important for us to have done this podcast because a lot of people started the new yeah. year with a lot of horrible things. Just mm -hmm. look at the weather. Look at look at the the weather bombs which we're now having here in California and the cancel flights and people still getting really sick and the economy still mm -hmm. being very very aggressively challenging to a lot of people because the cost of living is so high. So. I don't think a lot of people went out with a lot of merriment, but you know, life is still here. Yeah. We mm -hmm. still have a choice and we still have tools. Like you told Juan, you don't have to go to the gym to exercise. You can right. choose right. to, to learn what we learned during the pandemic to find a brighter spot. Yeah. You don't have to be happy at the end of the year. You don't mm -hmm. have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be uh, what you see on television. Yeah. I will say I did find a kindred spirit in a friend of mine who I've known for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. I reached out randomly and, um, I asked him how he was doing and he basically said, I can't wait for the year to be over. And I understood because we've talked about it before. He has family issues. You know, he's, mm -hmm. you know, um, single and um, his sister's the one with the kids. And he says that when he's around family, he feels alone and he's mm -hmm. like a stranger in his own mm -hmm. family's house. Everybody's focused on the kids and whatnot. And while I was gone in Florida, just randomly texting each other I think we kind of like helped each other get through it mm -hmm. because he's one of these people who was just hey I just want to get through yeah the next two weeks let's focus on January and here we are what did John say 62 days 62 days 62 days people what are the holidays people yeah. just want to get through those 62 days and I you know you're because I've heard of that a lot and to some degree I felt that too being um, the last of seven and choosing not to have children myself mm -hmm. and that's such a valued and prized and, and loved piece of, of life in my family that I felt many times when I was younger until I really came into my own appreciation of my choices and, yeah. and, and, and being able to appreciate my choices at the same time as appreciating my family's choices mm -hmm. and not making each other wrong for either. Um, that, and I think about this when I think about goals and, and making New Year's resolutions is to stop and say, well, whose goal is it anyway? And, and what does that goal say about me? Mm -hmm. uh, it should be, and we read this in some of the research you gave us, Sean, when a, a psychologist said that a goal is an expression of who we are, of what we value, right. of mm -hmm. what we stand for in life. And so I didn't know it back then, but I was feeling the pressure of the goals that were understood mm -hmm. 
being Hispanic woman that I was going to marry and I was going to have children. Well, I was not going to achieve those goals ever, the having children part. Mm -hmm. So I felt the pressure of that and, mm -hmm. and the lack of fulfillment of that. Even though I was clear with myself I wasn't going to do it, I wasn't going to, I was still feeling that. So I'm going to take that mindfulness to any intent or any goal that I put ahead of myself or pressure that I put on myself to say, well, whose goal is that anyway? Right. In California, for women, the eternal desire to look 20 <laughs> and have the body of a 20, which right. I'm here to tell you, it's not achievable. Well, you, you said something, right? The goals uh, that you were talking about, your family's in Yuma, Arizona. Yeah. Depends on where you are uh, yeah. geographically, of course. That may be very important in Yuma, Arizona. Or your ethnicity, your race. Or your ethnicity, yeah. exactly. Um, big families, mm -hmm. big yeah. gatherings, big yeah. whatnot. And and that was bringing you anxiety, even yeah. though you were okay with your decision. The yes. thought of it was bringing you uh, some stress. And they, they were okay with their, with they respected my decision, but they would still say, it's a shame. You'd be such a good mother. Yeah. And, I, and they meant it lovingly because I'm such a great aunt to my nieces and nephews and my great nieces yeah. and nephews. So, I'm okay with being a great uh, uncle. I, mm -hmm. I I don't need kids of my own. I'm yeah. I'm good. One thing that I realized um, over the holidays is, you know, people like when you said when they look at your decisions and they may not agree or disagree, but in the back of their mind, they always or even sometimes mm -hmm. they even verbalize it. They say, "Well, that's not what I would have done." Which is a judgment. It's a judgment, <laughs> and, and the reality is, well. It's a good thing that she's not you then because she doesn't have <laughs> right. to do what you would do. Yeah. Her life story and her situation is completely different from yours. So for you to sit here and say, oh, that's not what I would have done, it doesn't really mean anything because it's it's coming from an opinion of ignorance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I also could have come from a, a place of um, je a little jealousy too. Here you are, a woman who can fend for herself, provide for herself, come and go as she wants with no... Right you know, specific uh, responsibility other than your responsibilities. Hey, I think it's it's kind of a, a cool thing um, to, to have you. that. And I think a lot of people desire that too. You know, you, that mentality of once kids are 18, you got to kick them out of the house because your life's got to start all this and that. I mean, it's kind of one of those things where I think, I don't know, have people forgotten about that? Like, um, you know, I, here's the thing. I, I never bought into the concept that was sold to women that I have to be a superwoman. And to be a superwoman, I have to do it all. I right. have to be a wife. I have to be a great mother. I have to have a career. I have to be a great friend, a great daughter, a great sister. And I have to look forever 25 and be a master chef mm -hmm. and keep my house. It's what endless. Is, what does superwoman mean to you anyways? I think you're already doing it. Right? Well, thank you. Yeah. But, but I, I thought the first thing I said to myself is there are not enough hours in the day to do all of that. Yeah. It's just not possible. And let's run down the list of what makes a man a superman. Right. That's Provider, loving husband, and to the kids. That's it. That was another thing about goals. Uh -huh. and, and for me to say, say it, is to find a way, if you're, if you're in a couple or if you're in a partnership or if you have roommates, to, to bring to light the things that other people are not doing to bring fairness to your relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, we women, and I remember this when I was married, I would... You know, do all of it, clean and and cook and go to the grocery store. Although my ex-husband also did was a, is is a fabulous cook, but I didn't have to take that all onto myself. And and a lot of it was invisible because I just did it. But to be able to bring to light yeah. all the things that you do, and if you want help, to say, look, here's the thirty-seven things that it takes to run this household. 
let's talk about how we're going to split this into more mm-hmm. manageable pieces. That's also part of not just saying, it's not enough to be a, have awareness of it. You have to take action. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I take ownership of that. Mm-hmm. I have to start taking mm-hmm. action more in my life. I've, I recognize that it's not healthy to be a superwoman in many different aspects of life. I'm also now need to take action yeah. to not take all of it on. I have a good friend in Florida. We grew up together. Um, she was my high school and college uh, disco buddy. She'd oh. go out with me. Yep. And we actually started school together in kindergarten. Her mom still lives in the same house, not too far from my mom's house. And since the get-go, she said, I have no desire to have, I do not want children. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, um, this time around when I was back in Florida, um, my mom asked for, hey, how's your friend doing? And now she's 55 years old, Mm -hmm. going to be this year, just as I am going to be. And she still asked me, so she's never having kids, huh? (laughs) My mom did. And and, and I said, mom, she never wanted kids. I think it was really hard for, you know, my mom, who's 84, Mm -hmm. from a different time, to understand why somebody just, even that young, said, nope, she got married. She's got a great partner, a husband who's been with her forever. I was at their wedding but kids weren't part of the equation. Mm-hmm. And you know what? She never had a problem of explaining course. that in a Cuban, you know, Latin yeah. community Which is... and environment where, again, family is so important. She stuck to her guns and she said it and she did it. And um, and I my and hats, yeah, she's not my hat's off to her because let me tell yeah. you, because we're, our cultures are very similar. I have actually had the question Again, lovingly to your comment about someone saying, well, that's not what I've done. Mm-hmm. Some more than once, a version of this has been asked of me. Well, then how are you, how do you feel like a woman? How are you going to really feel like a woman? Because I was choosing not to have children. And let me just tell you, because you guys know that I have kind of a sharp sense of humor. Like in the cartoons, you know, old-fashioned cartoons where there's a bubble and there's <laughs> yeah. words going on. Yeah. Believe me, I was going to give them a lot of singers of how I feel like a woman yeah. and what I, I do to feel like a woman. And my answer was, because I am. Period. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And they so, look. Why am I going to have to explain why would myself? Why even ask somebody that? It's like asking me what makes me feel like a man. You know, it's, I'll tell you I why. Just am. Generations of ideology, culture, mm-hmm. religion, and living in a a in a uh, male centric well, and probably universe. generational too. Yeah. Right, their family probably passed yeah. down those beliefs the media, as well. All of it. Mm-hmm. Movies, mm-hmm. right? It's reinforced in many ways. Of course, of course. But I, uh, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I still think about this one particular person and the... <laughs> I wish our <laughs> listeners could see your face <laughs> right now uh, as you think of this Because I was going to, I mean, I was going to come up with some singers and I just smiled and I just said, because I am. Period. Yep. Absolutely. What's wrong with that? Leave me alone, right? It's like, yeah. why... Why do you care? Yeah. It's right. my life. Yeah. Judging yeah. me. I'm not judging you. You live your life. I'll live mine. And we'll both be happy. Yeah. And to that, one of the things that I also want us to get into yeah. uh, in these, the, the future podcast that we're going to do is is about stepping into different things in life. I think I'm, I think I'm finally at the point where I want to think about maybe considering having a date. Um, because with with a man (laughs) in person, (laughs) not a date at at the nail salon to get my nails done at Karen's, (laughs) but actually, because uh, I I I am finally at the point where I think 
if I, if I choose to do that is going to be not because it's somebody else's goal for me. Just because you want to. But because I want to. Mm-hmm. Don't know yet because this whole myriad of apps and all that craziness right. is. Well, the nice thing is you have younger uh, friends too. That, yeah. That as we learned in one of our earlier podcasts, I think it was last year or the year before, that um, women are on it, men are on it. It's just part of, mm-hmm. um, it used to be kind of a stigma to, to, you know, you wouldn't show your face or, you know, just now it's, yeah, it's just a I common, know that. it's a common thing now for people to be it's on, probably on the probably more common apps. to find someone through an app right. than the traditional yeah. ways. Yeah, and apparently, because I have a friend who's traveling, she's dating while she's traveling, sure. which I thought, wow, that's a new feature mm-hmm. of planning your travel. Before we used to plan our travel, for at least for me, based on the hotels that I wanted to see and based on, right. you know, or the, the, I shouldn't say the hotels I wanted to see, but yes, part of that, but based on um, whatever part of that country I wanted to explore, now it's, you can do it ahead of time and say, let's see who could be there yeah. for me today, you, which is yeah. incredible. You can do a geographical search for people in that <laughs> area or in that city. And you know, <laughs> before I, you get there. Too yeah. much to learn. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I, I've done that in my travels before. Wow, Juanito. Yeah. When I first decided to venture and uh, in traveling into Asia, I always thought it'd be a good idea. This is just my reporter mind working too is to have a contact mm. have a point of contact mm-hmm. while i was there Smart. so i reached out i had put out a travel kind of a profile where i'm going what i'm doing and some some guys did reach out and we started chit-chatting and the nice thing about it is once i got into that town and luckily you know cell phones and texting was already available um i had um tours of the city uh, by a local i was taking nice. to restaurants i was mm-hmm. i was i had a great time and all i had to do was you know, they were excited somebody from America was coming over. So I'd bring a little gift, something to thank them for taking me around. One of the more memorable things I did was I was in Taiwan and it was somebody I'd been talking to, never met in person before. And we decided, okay, come to the hotel. We'll go walk around or do something. And he shows up on a moped with two helmets. Mm-hmm. And I got How a moped tour fun. at night through the streets of Taiwan. Wow. And it was one of the highlights of that trip. Because it was very local. Yeah. We'd get to stoplights and you could see everybody around. And it was a lot of couples and a lot of people, even families with even a little kid on the scooter. Cause that's yeah, that's get what around. they do. And um, it was wonderful. So I say go for it. There's nothing wrong with it. And um, what a even great to tip. this day, I'm still in touch occasionally through text um, with some of these friends. And it always made it um, exciting for me to come back and revisit. I... And it was all through technology and... Um, by putting yourself out there. And putting yourself out there. I think yeah. that's a great tip because that's yeah. all that is also one of the the New Year's resolutions that people make yeah. is is travel and, and getting out there, mm-hmm. which is great for your mm-hmm. mental health. Mm-hmm. It's great for people that as we talked in uh, before that most Americans leave thousands of hours of unused vacation oh, yeah. time. So this is and now that you can work remotely, you can go and explore and what a what a wonderful way, another way to use the the app mm-hmm. um to mm-hmm. to combine meeting people and, and having a different experience. Right. Because the truth of it is most people in foreign countries are very hospitable. They mm-hmm. that, yeah. it, that is just in their culture to, and, to be and in very your profile. You can be very clear that mm-hmm. these are not booty call dates or this is or, or <laughs> even, even through your conversation. <laughs> I'm not even ready for right. that. Because, you know, uh, I mean, it's no secret. A lot of a lot of the gay apps are um, are, are very sex focused. Right. And, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. There are. Of course not. Also consenting adults are consenting exactly, adults. Um, but based on the conversation you have, based on what you put out there, um, it lets people know very clearly, hey, if you're willing to spend some time with me, walk around with me, 
um, that would be great. And and I have done it, and I encourage people to do it. I mean, it gave me a local's perspective. What a mm-hmm. wonderful trip. Some trip. of the countries tip. that I went to, and everybody was, was, was genuine. Everybody was nice. And I think the fact that I was coming from the U.S. kind of gave it sure. a, you know, a, a wow. And for them, I've actually hosted two at my house that have come through, whether they're traveling to Europe or they have a stopover. I'll meet them for dinner and do stuff. And That's fun. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, wonderful. one. Yeah. And it's interesting, though, also one of the New Year's resolutions, I think it was, yeah. you know, a little bit further down on the list, was to use to be less on social media. To be less on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think is a good thing. What we're talking yeah. about is something slightly different, but I, which I think is a good thing. So all these changes afoot. There is. And there was another one, a couple of my friends did, I'm sure you've heard of it too, um, Sean, and maybe Cecile, you have, is the dry January. Right. Where people cut out One of my alcohol. nephews, I found they out, is doing dry. that. And mm-hmm. I know this couple, which is kind of funny, and luckily they don't listen to the podcast, so I'm very <laughs> glad to um, you know, uh, talk a little bit about them. But... I was really concerned because their social life and their personal life together revolved so much around that two martini um, dinner mm-hmm. or having drinks at home mm. to the point where I think even one time in conversation they thought it was funny, but I was just like, "What is there?" Like, "Oh yeah, I think we, I think, I think we, we do, we don't drink on Wednesdays and Thursdays, but the rest <laughs> of the week is it's fair is, game. It's like you know, belly up to the bar." And I was concerned for them because um, I saw them this past weekend for dinner. They invited us over for for dinner, and they said, "Oh yeah, we're not going to the bars. We're not going to the. Cl- we're not I'm like going. Wow, because so much of their Sundays was go to the go to the bar, have two or three drinks, then go to dinner, then go home. Mm-hmm. Um, but was interesting. They were like, "Wow, you know." Monday rolled around and when I got to the gym, I had so much more energy and I felt so much better. That was going to be my question. I wonder so, if that, yeah. if it opened up space and ability yeah. and energy to do other things. Well, I told them, I said, well, you know what? Maybe you won't go back to drinking as much um, as you did before. Yeah, I think that's so, the whole goal of these dry Januaries is yeah. that at the end of it, you will have a different relationship yeah. with alcohol. Right. Because as we know from our conversation with John and Selen Paris and just uh, the, the, all the podcasts that we've done over the pandemic, that was one of the, the side effects of the pandemic or one of the, the causal effects of the pandemic and people being isolated is, is drinking and drug use went mm-hmm. up. It was a way, it was definitely a coping right. mechanism for people to, to, to deal with mm-hmm. all that was happening in their life. My nephew, I find out from my sister that my nephew, he's 30 and his uh, girlfriend uh, are doing that in January. And it should be celebrated. Yeah, of course, great. of course. I'm not a big drinker, so it really doesn't um, right. affect nope. me. Yeah. But I, I think that the interesting thing is that um, by choosing that, number one, it's a healthy thing to do. It's a healthy reset for your body to do. And number two, um, anything that changes your relationship with something that society puts a lot of focus on, as you need to do this to do that, mm-hmm. you need to go out and have fun. So therefore you have to right. drink. Right. It gives you, I think, a greater, what I was talking about, what is the goal? Why are you doing that goal? Is mm-hmm. it what you're choosing or is it what society tells right. you that this is part of yeah. what you need to do? I think that somehow allows you to, to refocus on and what's important to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe if it's not alcohol, maybe right. it's sugar. Maybe right. you have a, a sugar-free January where you cut out sugar for... A carbs. Month. Cut out carbs. Cut out carbs. <laughs> carbs. Cut out. Or, or a friend that brings you down right. or doing or social something. social media. Anything or, that doesn't serve your happiness. Yes. Right? Going back to my friends, they did serve up. They offered us something to drink. They're like, you guys aren't doing um, a dry January, so what do you like? 
and they had this really nice looking drink on the table. And I'm like, what is that? That looks great. And it was just simply cranberry juice, club soda, some lemon and ice. And it was so refreshing. It was so nice. I had three of those. Mm. And I still could drive home because it was just uh, cranberry juice and club soda. Right? One of my favorite restaurants, and I know you couldn't come for my birthday, Juan, mm. uh, but Sean, if you remember, one of my favorite restaurants, it's just Tatel in Beverly Hills, just Spanish restaurant. Yes. It's fantastic. If you look at their specialty cocktails, which are fantastic, What's they the sound like that. Tatel, 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 it's um, in Beverly Hills on Cannon Drive. Um, and if you look at their their cocktail list, it's beautiful. It it comes with sprigs of of rosemary, and it's they're beautiful, Ooh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love that. But on the right side is the cocktail, and the left side it says we can make them. They don't call it virgin sh- sh- mocktails. 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 Yes. Yeah. Which was really fun. One mm-hmm. of the times that I was there with my niece and her children, who are twenty and thirteen, underage. So yeah, yeah. can't drink. They had the exact same cocktails that mommy and daddy oh. were having and it was really special so that tells you that hopefully more and more that's an option for it's people. becoming a, a more and more really? commonplace that Fantastic. restaurants have these artisanal mocktails that's exactly what they were called yeah and guess what they still charge you as if it were same price an alcoholic <laughs> beverage so and guess yeah. what auntie gladly paid it because uh-huh. it was fun and and what is it teaching the kids you You're don't in, need alcohol you don't need alcohol, you don't need alcohol. That makes it, sense. I remember going out with my aunt who I was just talking about and um, she would order me uh, a Shirley Temple, mm-hmm. which of course for boys was a, a Roy Rogers, I think. Yes. Right? But um, Oh, really? Just, they had a different name for a boy? Yeah. yeah. I just knew them as Shirley yeah. Temple. Well, my my aunt knew them as a Shirley Temple too yeah. and so I did, did I. not mind. Uh, you know, I guess if you're very specific about, you know, things you'd want a Roy Rogers but it's still it's seven up in grenadine uh, syrup <laughs> and, a, and a maraschino cherry. <laughs> I would go out with her and her coworkers and whatnot. And I just thought I was just as, as cool as they were. I had yeah. my cocktail and it was just a Shirley Temple. I got to tell you something <laughs> really funny. When I was, when my niece, Jessica, who is now 30, going to be 32, she's the one that's been living in Europe and is now back. Um, she was, she, I call her my mini me. I say that God knew I wasn't going to have children. So she gave her she should have been mine. She gave her to my sister because she looks like me mm-hmm. and she acts the like DNA me. The DNA still is Is very much swirling yeah. around yeah, in those sure. veins. So when she was about six, and you obviously, you guys all know her, when she was about six or seven, we were all at dinner <laughs> or, or in, in Yuma. I was there visiting and there was maybe 15 of us at the table and the, and the waitress is going around. Well, actually here, I'm sorry, I was here in California. She's going around asking for our order and Jessica was sitting between me and my sister, her mom, and she says, what about you, sweetie? And she looks up and she said, I'll have a Jack I'll have a Jack Daniels. And none of us reacted because we knew she was asking for a Shirley Temple. And the oh. just stood there. And she's going, she, she says, um, who's the mother of this child? And I said, why, what do you need? She, she can order whatever she wants. She said, she just ordered a Jack Daniels. I went, oh, no, no, she made a Shirley Temple. Oh, but none of us reacted because we kind of heard um, but I, it just oh, reminded funny. me of that, oh, Juanito. See um, how much joy these little memories uh, bring it us. Does okay. and that's it's about what, making memories and and and, happy and choosing those those options, whether it's with family, whether it's your friends, or whether it's alone. That's one thing that we always are in control of. It might sometimes be really hard because let me tell you, January second, it was really hard, and I took a call to Sean and I called to my sister to collect myself mm-hmm. to to say what I needed to say. Um, 
So I will take the rest of this year to continue to say what I need to say and open myself up to different ideas and different yeah. opportunities and different challenges, which that's going to be some of the, the future podcasts. We're mm -hmm. going to dive into all the things about dating and and single and ready to mingle mm -hmm. and... and Relationship uh, struggles and reality, yeah. you know, just what goes on with that. And also, I think we should do a check-in with each other two monthly just to see, just to keep this conversation yeah, going. Absolutely. Just to see how we're doing and kind of touch base and let For people know. Sure. And I yeah, think I think I'm know. actually going to also need a lesson on on the new vernacular, the new vocabulary in the dating world because you guys constantly say things that I have no clue what you're saying. But I'm going to take that with a with a joyful spirit and 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 take it as as a fun way to mm -hmm. to learn something new. And also. Uh, Let's encourage our listeners to write in to let us know either through Instagram or go to our webpage. Yes. Endswithz.com. What are they working on? What would they like us to talk about? Mm -hmm. What would they like us mm -hmm. to tackle? And as I mentioned uh, very early on in this podcast, we're going to have some special guests joining us. I think we're going to learn a lot from them as well. So excited sure. to yes. have that. And that will bring us to the end of another episode of Ends With Z. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please share and tell your friends. You can find out more about us at endswithz.com. For Cecile Munoz and executive producer Sean Moe, I'm Juan Fernandez. Have a good one because above all else, you matter. Mm -hmm.